Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris. He's Rob. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. And shortly after the show, our podcast will go up. So if you miss any of today's show, be sure to check out the pod. Just search Odd Couple wherever you get your podcast and follow, rate, and review the pod. Again, just search Odd Couple wherever you get your podcast, and you will see today's show posted right after we get off the air. All right. We, uh are here live in the TireRack.com studios. And, Rob, I'm watching this celebrity game. Looks like Team Shannon, they actually are going to win, going to take out Team Stephen A. They're still playing? What a three-hour game? There's only 14 seconds left. A lot of dunks, though. I'm going to give them some credit. Micah Parsons and uh, Puka Nakua, the stars. We'll see if which one gets the MVP. But, um... I tell you, Rob, the sad thing, and I actually mean this, this game is more competitive than the actual All Star game. That's terrible, Chris. That's I mean, and, it, and it's true. Like, they're trying. They're out there trying. Rob G, you got it on. Am I wrong? No, yeah, they're really going hard. I mean, like, yeah. Mike is legitimately sweating out there. Like, it's <laughs> no, the third quarter. No, they are going at it. He's exhausted. And, you know, that's how you play. Well, I mean, at least he played hard there and not the postseason game. I'm well, just he, saying. he tried. He just, you know, didn't have it that game. <laughs> but um, my point is, Rob, that we all know that something has to change with the All-Star game. And and when I first recognized it, Rob, was 20 – I think it was 2014. The year it was in New York City at Madison Square Garden. And I remember Russell Westbrook won the MVP – and I remember thinking to myself after watching that game, like, how could you even choose an MVP? He had the most points or was up there in points. I don't know if he had the most. But it was such a disjointed 
mm-hmm. non-competitive game. You know what I mean? That right, is like, right. how you pick an MVP? Like, no, there was no resistance to anybody. Do, do you remember, Chris, prior to that, I remember writing columns about where whoever's hometown it was, they used to feed them the ball for them to yep. be the MVP. Try and that was bad. Do you remember that? That was bad, too. I used to be like, I, I, I think, was Glenn, is Glenn Rice from Cleveland, Chris? No, but he won it that year was in Cleveland because I remember writing the game story for that. Do you remember that? that? Yeah. Ter- Terrell Brand- Terrell Brandon was from Cleveland. There was thought. And and it, it wasn't, so, to me at least, Rob, it wasn't mm-hmm. so much we're just going to, it's not even going to be a game and we're just going to give this guy the ball and make sure he scores. It was like, with to me, within the course of the game, yeah, we're going to try to, you know, feed the guy who's the home from the hometown team. Right. And, you know, if he does his thing, he can be – we're going to give him a, a chance to be the MVP, a better right. chance, you know. But it it wasn't like, you know what I mean, where the defense wasn't defending no, no, no. or I just remember, no one else right. was shooting and things like that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I just remember it was maybe two or three years in a row where the guy from the team or from the city, you know what I mean, was the MVP. Yeah. And I just remembered the Glenn Rice one. I was there for that too. I I, I just thought, yeah, yeah. But I, no, he he. But um, yeah, Rob. Um, I think look, they trying to figure out how to fix it. And and I I think Eddie made a good point. And you've been there as I have. I we've been to dozens of All Star games. I will say, and I've said it before, but Eddie brought it up. Rob, it is true that. There is so much other stuff going on. And Byron Scott's the one that said this, that the last thing on the players' minds is that game. And I firmly believe that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's Wednesday night is when the festivities begin. There are tons of parties every night. There's stuff going on during the day. Don't forget some Community of those players, service. building houses, doing uh, yeah, yeah, uh, feeding yeah. people. They do stuff like for the NBA. A, NBA yeah, cares yeah. and all that. Right. And that's not even to mention – you know, they're marketing deals. So, they're, you know, there's suites all over with Nike, Adidas, every company. And players are at those. And it, it, it I'm telling Rob, just as a writer, I imagine you felt the same way. As a writer. Worn out. By the time they get to the game at freaking 8 or 9 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock, whatever it is. Sunday like, night. Right. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. It, 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 we don't even care about this game. I wonder if. So I think that there's so much going on that it's hard to get the game to be competitive again. But I wonder, and I don't think they do it, but Rob, you remember it used to be on in the afternoon. So if you, what if you move the game up to the afternoon? Obviously that makes guys at least think about, you know, not going as hard Saturday I'm, I'm night. I'm going to stop you. And, and go ahead. Television doesn't want it. During well, yeah, I, I, you know I, what I, mean? I like, know that like it I, won't happen. I, I, right. I, but well, I'm just saying, you. do you I think that you. would add, that yeah, would bring I back at least you. a little yeah, competitive? I hear you, yeah. but, you know, it's like like when all the games are on late and people complain to the leagues, Chris, you know this, television is paying the freight. Right. They want the game on when they want the games on. They, they're going to start the NBA Finals at 9 o'clock. Yep. That's what time they're going to start them. They don't care. Right. The, the league doesn't want you think the whatever's league wants, best for the ratings, but right, yeah. I so I think that might help. I, I think something that would definitely give it a pop, Rob, at least for a year or two. And we've mentioned it: the international versus the American. Um, the problem is if the internationals destroyed us 
in the first game, first year. Now, maybe the next year it'd be like, okay, yeah, all right, we're we, we going to show them this year. We're going to see right. what time it maybe. is. And then but- if we got blasted again, then it's now it's like, okay, it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's back to being what it was. Then, it, then it'll be like Rocky, Chris. They got to, you know, like like the, the Rocky uh, movies, right? First he, he, he fought the black guy. Then the Russian, you know, you got to go through all the steps, right? <laughs> and then they'd have to get somebody from from like Mars. It's got to be like an alien in order. What was, to, what to, was Rocky Five? Tommy Morrison fought. Was that Tommy Morrison? I think Did so. Rocky, but, no, well, one which he fought um, at sixty. But you remember he fought, was, he fought uh, the guy that beat uh, Antonio Tarver that beat Roy Jones. Remember that you, one when he was yeah. sixty and he fought. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. It was always like a predictable. Yeah. The black guy would would Carl Weathers right first, and then it was uh, uh well, it was Carl Weathers for the first two. Right. Then and it then, was but, Clubber Lang, Mr. T. Mr. T. Mr. Right. T. And then and it was three, the Russian. And then it was Ivan Drago. Four. Yeah. And then yeah. five. I think was Tommy Morrison. I can't remember the exact storyline. But um, do you want to? Eddie brought up you know a point. We we're talking about the international versus the American. And I do think the international is likely to win. He brought up an interesting point. Obviously, Luka, Jokic. um, I disagree with that. These guys aren't great defenders. But here's what I thought about this, because initially I was like, "Eh, that's interesting. But I've thought about it, Rob. And here's the thing. When we play these teams internationally, they aren't, we wouldn't look at them as great defenders either. Right? We, We weren't looking at Germany as great defenders this year. In our last year in the FIBA, and they still beat us. Right. And they don't have a Giannis. Like, they'll have a few good defenders. Embiid. You know, like, they they will have some guys who can defend and I obviously think, the lane. So, yeah, I, it'd be tough for us, man. I think the international players would beat the American players. I, I, I really do. Like, if they played all their guys, you know, all the – Chris, because all the You know MVPs, they're starting five. Right. Shea Gilders, Alexander, MVP candidate. Luca, yep. Luca, they're not winning enough, but he's one of the best five players in the world. Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. Those three are all MVP candidates. So all the MVP candidates are international. I mean, Jason Tatum may be What do you mean? Industry, Rob G says he's protesting Embiid because he's American. He's dual citizenship. He wants Embiid to play nah, for No, we get America. him, Chris. He's got dual citizenship. We get him. He's it's playing for shame. Team USA basketball. This is basketball. how far we've fallen? Yes. Right. Now, some people want Canada too, Rob. They want the Canadians because it's North America. No, that, that's, the, that's well, a different how country. How far have we fallen where we're like Embiid, who also has uh, citizenship in France, who's from Cameroon, we want him. We want Shea Gilders Alexander. We want Jamal Murray, who's also but from Chris, Canada. How is it going to look if we have the All Star, the, the Olympics this summer? Joel Embiid leads us to the goal for Team USA, and then next year in the All Star break, he's playing with the world team. He's not like, and I, I don't mean this in ne- any negative way. Patrick Ewing like grew up. You know what was he? He grew up in America to some degree. He played high. Did he play high school ball? In yeah, America. I think so, yeah. Right. And obviously, Georgetown, um, Embiid played a year at Kansas, but, you know, he's from Cameroon. I hear what you're saying, but I'm just saying the bottom line, he's an international player. And so, I, I Rob, and, and look, once Steph, KD, 
and LeBron are gone? Oh, you really looking at tough sledding. Yeah, it's going to be something. And you know what? That's sooner than later, Chris. It's going to right. be interesting to see how the league pivots and changes. And, and um, Well, they may never. They may be having these very conversations, Rob, and say, you know what? We don't need to do this. We don't need to have international versus American because they probably beat us now. But in five years, they mop the floor with us. Right. <laughs> if they don't do it this year. You know? Yeah, it's it, it's 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 a dilemma. I don't know what you can do for the All Star Game. I just, and as you said, I've covered a million of them, Chris, for, for a long time, dating back to the '80s when I was a beat writer. Um, and I I don't know what you do. I, I really don't. To make it worthwhile watching, it's not money. You can't offer people money. It's the style of play yeah, that's boring. I, I you like know what I mean? It's just. 000. Rob, here's what I'm asking. I'm not asking for playoff intensity, right? No, we understand it. We don't even want that because maybe somebody get hurt. But here's what I'd ask, Rob. How about the intensity level that they play with when they play in the summer at UCLA or at the Drew League or in their open runs wherever they're playing them? How about that, right? You know they're competing, I mean, they're not lollygagging and throwing up 50-footers and stuff like they're doing in the All-Star game. They're actually playing hard. That's all we're asking for. We're not asking for the NBA Finals-level intensity. Right. Nobody wants that. It's just, can we be entertained? Can we just be somewhat entertained in a basketball game, Chris? And I think that's what not just – Dunks, no fouls, three-pointers, like a million three-pointers. It just, it was boring. I think it's the word you used, right, last year watching it. Just boring. It it was unwatchable. It was unwatchable. Like, it it was beyond boring. It was just a bunch of dudes out there just taking turns shooting ridiculously long shots or going in and dunking with no resistance. Right. It was just, it was unwatchable. And Mike Malone said, I mean, it was bad. And and it doesn't have to be that bad. I remember, Rob, I don't remember what year it was, but I remember specifically David Stern was still commissioner. And the rookie sophomore game was like this. The rookie sophomore game was a joke. And it was it was essentially what the All-Star game has become. It was a bunch of dudes throwing up threes, uncontested dunks. And Stern said something. They were there was talk about that. Like really? this the, yeah, that was embarrassing. We that's not what our product is. And now, obviously, those players are now the stars. And they grew up playing more of a three-point shooting, you know, game and right. all that. And knowing each other, having fun in AAU, so we're not going that hard at each other. And that's what the real thing has become, the, the real All-Star game. So hopefully, there'll be a change uh, tomorrow or Sunday. All right, 877-99 on Fox. What do you think? Could anything be done to improve the All-Star game and... What are your thoughts on an international versus American all-star game? Do you want to see it? I used to want to see it. I don't now because I think we would be getting beating, beaten as Americans pretty handily. Um, what are your thoughts? 877-99 on Fox. Chris and Rob Diakam. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. 
all happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday... Each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. All right, we're live from the Tyrac.com studios. It's a funky flashback Friday, as you can tell. Let Express Employment Professionals help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, interviewing unqualified applicants. Forget all that. Instead, just move on up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location nearest you. That's ExpressPros.com, 877-99 on Fox. We're talking NBA All-Star Game, international versus American. You want to see that? Your thoughts. All right, let's kick it off. Uh, Let's start here with TJ, Chris, in Indiana. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, TJ? Hey. Here's my idea for the All-Star game. Uh, each player has to pick a, a charity that they're playing for. And the winning team then 
the NBA gives a million dollars to each of those charities. So it, it makes them play for something more than, than just themselves, and it's on national TV, and people know that they're playing for those charities. Maybe it makes them play a little bit well, harder. Well, they did that, remember, a few years ago. with the I think, was that the Elam ending? I don't know, Rob G., if you remember. But they've done that before where the charities – you know, it didn't work. Short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, good it's thought. A nice idea, but yeah, maybe nothing it seems to have something. worked of late. Uh, Randy in Florida, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Randy? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good evening, gentlemen. I want to know. I'm, 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 I'll be 52 on Sunday. Happy I uh, appreciate it. I don't even watch anymore. I'm, I'm tired of the three point shots. Steph Curry has ruined the game. I'm like, no post game, no defense. I can't watch it. Tell me why I'm going wrong. Yeah, I, I don't think, look, this is the all-star game. That's bad. I, I think the quality of play in the NBA is still very high. There are a lot of threes. There's no, about 40% of the shots are threes now. And I do think, Rob, there's a threshold for when too many three-pointers would ruin the game. I don't know what that number is, Rob. I don't know what that percentage is. But I think there is a threshold. It can't be all threes, and we are heading toward all threes or all paint shots. Uh, that's why that the field goal percentage or an, an effective field goal percentage and scoring is so high because teams are smarter in terms of, like, taking efficient shots. They take threes, but, you know, the percentage-wise – you don't have to hit half of your threes to get the same effect of hitting half of your twos. And they get to the bucket and they take paint shots, layups and drives and dunks and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't go as far as to abandon the game. I mean, the game itself during the regular season and the playoffs certainly is still great. But um, it'll be interesting over the next yeah. several years, Rob, if there they, was some, if there they was some decide people. they have to make some changes. Right. Randy's not alone. There are people who think the game has been ruined with all that. You know what I mean? Not to the degree that probably he thinks, but there are some people who are disenfranchised. Like, oh, my God, I just can't watch. This isn't what I would used to watch, and it's it's an adjustment. Uh, yeah, let's go to I, I think the low management has had an effect on that. Yeah, that too, yeah. Chris, yeah. big time. No no doubt about it. Uh, MJ in New Orleans. MJ, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, buddy? What's going on for the ODB? How y'all doing? We good, doing good. How, How are you? you? I'm good, man. I've been trying to get through, but I see y'all Y'all got things packed. Y'all have a good show, great show every day. You know I'm checking y'all out, man. Well, thank, thank you, you, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for the support. You know it. Uh, we're definitely not trying to see uh, USA versus the world because that's something they can't win at this particular point. I guess America just don't have big guys like that. Um. What about the one-on-one like Dr. J versus Kareem, man? What about uh? Well, that, uh, I mean, I, I I think that'd be a great thing to add for like an All-Star Saturday or something. But I just think these guys' brands—they're not trying to do that. I mean, what like about? let's say for instance, LeBron. LeBron yeah, would have nothing to win and everything to lose in a one-on-one contest. A- am I right, Rob? Yeah, like but- everybody views him as the best player in the world. Why why go out there and maybe lose? Yeah, but you gotta take you gotta take LeBron out of the equation right now. Maybe some of the younger dudes, some of the mid dudes, you know, like the Halliburton, different things like that. Also, they should from the All Stars, they should like um, kind of draft somebody from the league to be in the dunk contest. It's 
shouldn't have to be the Matt McClung's or something like that. Matt, look, first, the, Matt mean. McClung is saving the dunk contest right now. Yeah, but that, the guys in the league know other guys that's on teams and whatnot that can dunk. Like, what about that guy from uh, Portland, um, Sh- Shador or something like that? Shaden Sharp. Shaden yeah, Sharp. I mean, like that. Not look. The problem with the dunk contest, we actually I think going to get into that, but uh, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that. We're going to talk about that. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's the I Couple live from the Tyrag.com studios. Rob, the last caller brought it up. The dunk contest. Rob G, who are the contestants this year? We know you have Mac McClune, McClung, the uh, defending champion, who really, he isn't really even in the NBA. He's like a G leaguer, maybe on a two-way contract. But um, who else is in it, Rob G? Well, the big headliner is Jalen Brown. And the reason why Jalen Brown is such a big addition to this year's group is because he's the first legitimate NBA All-Star to participate in the dunk contest in six years. So Jalen Brown is number one. You mentioned Mac McClung. Jacob Toppin, who I have no idea who that is. That's OB Toppin's brother. It Shout is. out to him. And uh, <laughs> former UCLA Bruin Heat rookie Jaime Hawkins Jr. Yeah. Um, well, the question is this, Rob. Since Jalen Brown's first All-Star in six years, I do think it's important to have big names. Like, I, I think there are two, two different, like, contestants that are will get the fans riled up and excited. One are the biggest names. I mean, we think of Jordan and Dominique. Heck, you can go back to Dr. J when he was 34 years old doing the first one, um, first one in the NBA at least. Um, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Steve France. Like these are were some of the best players in the world. Even Blake Griffin. You know, Jason Richardson was a, made a few all-star games. Like, you used to have top players getting in this. Um, so I think that's always exciting when you've got big names. And then the other one, Rob, is if it's an unknown guy or a little-known guy, he's got to be spectacular. Like, uh, Mac McClung... I got no problem with him being in it. In fact, I want him in it. Well, I mean, that dude you, need, is spectacular. You, you need him. You need him to be they honest. They need him at this point. That, right? They need him because. But, I'm, but wouldn't you agree? Like, Aaron Gordon was great. Zach Levine, they weren't huge names at that time. And they were just. So you either got to be a, a big name or you have to be a no name who is just a phenomenal dunker. And what we tend to get are no names that are so so dunkers. And that's why it's bad. Yeah, and it used to be something that you look forward to. And then somewhere, where did it get lost, Chris? Do, do well, you remember? I, I think that there got a point, because remember Kobe, I, I forget, failed to mention Kobe, one of the superstars in it. I don't remember. Remember they stopped it for a few years. Right. And then brought it back, and I'm glad they did. I think we should keep it. But... I think, Rob, the challenge after a while became what more can you do? I mean, dudes were doing, you know, there's only, I mean, it seems like there's only so many ways you can dunk. And 
I think then what happened, Rob, guys have become far more creative. If you look at the dunks they're doing now compared to even what Jordan and Neek did, it's no comparison. But because guys are trying, and not everybody, but for the most part, because guys are trying crazy stuff, they miss a lot. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Back Jordan and, and Neek and, and, and Dr. J, they weren't missing really. And these guys, um, they'll well, because, miss a lot. Yeah, because I think didn't they change They're trying the, crazy stuff. Did they change the, the the ruling that you could miss, you know what I mean, and not be penalized, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I don't remember exactly. But but it was something like that where it was nothing to lose, Chris, on you trying something outrageous and it not working. It wasn't like you got killed for it. Remember, Rob G, see if you can look this up. Remember Nate Robinson? Didn't he miss like, I think he missed 19. That sounds crazy. But I thought it was some incredible amount of dunks that he missed. Um, and I don't know if it was. I don't remember if it was on one. I think try. you're right, Chris. I think I think you're right. There was 19? a ridiculous number. <laughs> ridiculous number. <laughs> it's just like, man. I mean, just do something regular. You know, just dunk it. Don't forget about all the crazy. But I look, like I said, Rob. Part of it is guys were really trying to be incredibly creative. And if you do stuff that's just so outlandish, you're not gonna make them all the time. But there, there have been some, in the midst of all this, there have been some tremendous dunkers. I mean, like, and these, I'm just going to go with the guys that are still in the league, Rob. If if we could get Zach Levine, and I don't know if Aaron Gordon can still do it. He's a little older. He's not, he's still relatively young. If Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, Mac McClung, um, I mean, those three, and I think I'm missing somebody. Um... But they, I mean, that would be a dunk contest for the ages. Because those dudes did some stuff that was just incredible. Like, out of this world. And so, you know, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I'm sure McClung will put on a show. Yeah, this is his opportunity, yeah. right? This I is mean, his, like, claim to fame. He's not, like I said, he's barely in the league. He's right. only in the league for the dunk contest. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy, but hey, <laughs> right. you're right. Maybe you could take advantage of it and yeah. show off some skills and athleticism, and we know that uh, we've right. seen already. But yeah, man, it's it it is it is kind of weird, and and I get it. Like, what else can you do? We've seen every dunk, you know. My God, and that's why the NBA at one point, as you talked about earlier, Chris, stopped it because it felt like we had seen everything, right? And there was no creativity. There was nothing new. Um. So I don't know how you pump new life into it. And I remember when people were trying to be creative and Dwight Howard and the Superman cape and the well, who did the pump up, the Reeboks. Was that Gerald, Nate? Was that Gerald Green? Or the, maybe we, Nate? Remember that? Gerald dunked it sockless or shoeless in some socks. Remember that? He yep. Remember he blew the cupcake off the – I mean, I give guys credit. There have been – it's just trying. hit or miss, Rob. There are some years where it is great – Look, I thought Dwight Howard put on some of the – I thought he put on one of the greatest shows in dunk contest history. Like, he – because I never thought a guy that big and that bulky, as, you know, muscular and, and thick as he was, I never thought a guy like that would be great in the dunk contest. 
because it's just, you know, it doesn't look as good in, as a guy that's lean and long and, you know, all that. I, that's why I never thought LeBron would be great in the dunk contest. I mean, he might win it because he's LeBron and he could do some great dunks, but I never thought he'd be like a Kobe, a Jordan, a Vince Carter, you know, those guys. But Dwight, what Dwight did, Rob, he just came up with incredibly creative dunks. I mean, he threw it off the back of the backboard, caught it, jumped from out of bounds, caught it and dunked. He threw it off. He was the first to throw it off the side of the backboard. Mm. Like he, I, I got to get, Dwight Howard put on one of the, I think one of the best dunk shows. Like the, when I think of the best dunk displays in the contest, you got Vince Carter, I think Dwight Howard, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, um, maybe McClung. I, you know, he did like a 540 last year. I mean, but Dwight's in there. Like what he did was ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Dwight, Dwight was in, and he was entertaining. Yep. He was he was thoughtful. He was planning out stuff, trying yep. to make it a, a show, which is yep. kind of it's it's obviously his talent, basketball talent, but. You, he wanted to be instead of just standing up there and dunking, like put on some sort of show, put on the Superman cape, cape and all that. And that Went stuff was good for a little booth. bit. <laughs> yeah, he dunked on an eleven foot basket. I know it is because they were showing him the other night. But yeah, it was. I mean, Dwight was great. And you're right though, Rob, because when he was one of the best players in the world, obviously at that time. And when a guy like that put so much into it, you know what I mean? That really makes it even better, you know, and gets everybody into it. And that actually is when LeBron was thinking. Remember LeBron said something like, I'll be in it next year, and, you know, he never was, obviously. But, I, I mean, seeing Dwight put on that show, I did did think kind of got LeBron's juices going, you know, at least for a week At or least so. for a hot minute. And then he was <laughs> right. like, uh, no, I'm but not I, doing do that. Do you think, I, and, and this isn't a slight to LeBron, I think he's been one of the best game dunkers. But I don't. I just don't think now. Maybe with surprises like Dwight, but I just don't think like LeBron's a phenomenal game dunker because of his power, how high. He gets but I still and all think that. his fans, but, Chris, one time would have loved to have seen him just participate. Who, me? No, they certainly would have. Right? Just everybody just would have liked to have seen it. But I just I know Rob G. Do you like both of you guys? Right. Do you think he would have been great? No, I've seen his high school slam dunk contest, and it wasn't good. Did you really? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I think he LeBron's a so game high. dunker. He's a power. Yeah, dunker. he jumps so high and throws down with so much power that you see that, but he doesn't have any creativity when he's up there. Right, and that's why. See, I think he'd have to do stuff like Dwight, and I don't, you know, even that that stuff's hard to do. Dwight did one. Remember the one where he he threw it up in the air. Tapped it against the glass with one hand, with his left hand, mm. caught it with his right hand and dunked it. Like that, that's crazy. And that's now LeBron was a great receiver in football. Like he might be able to do stuff like that, but that's the type of stuff he'd have to come up with. Cause I agree, he's not as graceful. Like the best Jordan, Kobe, Vince, they were just graceful dunkers in the air. You know what I mean? Dominique, like the way they moved was different where they could do a dunk that somebody else did and it would look better Chris, when they I, I did have a it. question because we're up against it, but do you feel any kind of way realizing now that all of these dunks that you're romanticizing took place more than 15 years ago? 
Well, I, McClung I've given some credit to. And Zach and Aaron Gordon were what? Maybe. Almost 10 years ago now. Was It was close to 10. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Close to but the, like you're saying, you know, Dwight well, Howard, Nate Robinson. Right, Vince right. Carter. These guys haven't played. No, right. yeah. You're right. The worst was, the, this was probably the worst, was in Cleveland again. And it was... That was it was it was terrible. The worst one according Remember, to it was NBC about Sports three years was twenty twenty two. Oh, that was, where yeah, was o- Obi Toppin won it. And, was that Cleveland? Um I'm looking at I think up. that was Cleveland. But the headline that they have for the NBC Sports story is the Dunkers win it combined seven for twenty five in the first round. <laughs> there on we Dunker go. Tunnels. That was the one That's where what they were talking about. Right. That was Cleveland. That was Cleveland because 2023 was last yeah, year. I was, at, I was so at that you, one, Chris. I was in Cleveland. I in don't remember Cleveland, that. right? Yeah. We were both there. Remember that was horrible. Yes, the, it was the worst. The only thing worse than the seven for 25 first round were the participants: Obi Toppin, Juan Toscano, Anderson, Jalen Green, and Cole Anthony. See, and that's the thing: if you're gonna have no names, they better be able to dunk. Right. It was I mean, a combination. It was a combination. No names and no dunks. So that's what <laughs> made for a bad night. It was bad. All right. Thanks, Kawhi. couple coming your way, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, it's the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob, wrapping up a funky flashback Friday. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. And um, we were talking about the NBA dunk contest. Let's talk about the Lakers because they're kind of like the Cowboys. They're like always in the news, whether they're good or bad, they're, they're talked about. And the latest Kendrick Perkins who does a fine job, friend of the show. We had him on the show before he came, became big time. We got him started. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, now he's uh, on ESPN, of course, does a great job. And he said that he knows there is a star who wants to go to the Lakers this summer. Now, Rob G., why is it all the speculation that it's Trey Young? Well, two reasons. One of them being that there's only so many superstars that could become available. And there's, you know, Mark Steiner reported that Trey Young could be available. We've all heard the uh, Donovan Mitchell scuttlebutt. Yeah. But Yovan Buha on a, a podcast that dropped this morning, friend of the show, discussed the Lakers' plans. And here's what he said about the Lakers and Trey Young specifically in that link. He said, quote, they view him as a guy who can step in and help the group now and do a lot of things that LeBron's been asking for in a ball-handling guard. Also, he bridges the gap to the future as someone who can grow alongside AD and could really be the ideal complement to his game. They see him as a supercharged version of D'Lo, and I think he'll be their top target. There's only one problem. What are they giving up to get him? Right. He's he's got three years left on his deal. I mean like, last like, year's a player option, but Rob G, I know you think everybody's coming to the Lakers, agent. but, but they Chris, do. help me out. <laughs> what what are they giving up to get Trey Young? I mean, it would just have to be picks, a bunch of picks. I mean, not not, not like they have any great young players. I mean, you know, an Austin Reed, but I'm talking about like stars. They don't have any guys that look like they're going to be superstars. And, and Rob, to answer your question, the maximum they could really offer is like Austin Reeves cap filler, three first and two swaps. Mm. And, and Look, we talked about this before. The Spurs, the Knicks, the the Thunder could all triple that if they wanted to. You don't think to. the Spurs would mind teaming him with Wimby? That's what I'm saying, Chris, 100%. If you're, if you're the Spurs and you're looking at what's gone on, he would be perfect medicine for, for Wimby, yep. I think. I, yeah, and look, I will say this, even though they may be dreaming, look, Trey Young would, I think he'd be a good fit with the Lakers. I, I actually think he needs, like, Trey is a tremendous talent, and he's obviously clutch. He's, you know, been great in some playoff series and stuff. But he needs somebody to kind of help him learn how to play winning basketball. He didn't win in Oklahoma. He obviously hadn't done much. Somehow they got, did they get to the conference finals? Yeah. Didn't yeah, they? I mean, it, it just was like a fluke, you know. Um, but he needs LeBron, like I think LeBron helped Kyrie learn, and Kyrie hadn't really won outside of that, but still, I think he was good for Kyrie, helped him, you know, get more to play and win in basketball. And I think he could do that with Trey and AD and Trey. I mean, they'd be a nice combination together. So that's a nice idea, but I think Rob is right at the end of the day. Like, how? How you right. making it's that happen? It's one thing to say this is going to happen, or yeah, this this looks or this could work, but w- what's the path there? How what's right. the Lakers' path? I don't see it. Because I, I I do. There would just be now. I I think Trey would like to get to the Lakers. I mean, 
maybe he would have to try to demand it. But is Trey Young that level of player where he can do that? You know what I mean? Like, because he, he's a clutch guy, you know, so he probably would love to play with LeBron and AD. But, you know, you have to be a certain ilk of player. Right. To be he is player. clutch, though. We know that. We've seen him do it. Well, no, I mean, he's with clutch. <laughs> he's oh. with, you know, clutch uh, management. Oh you're, talking about, oh, you're talking about Rich Paul. I was, th- I was thinking of the playoff series against the Knicks. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was a joke or was that a kinda joke? kind of felt like it. That no, was kind no. Of a joke? No. What? It was. It's all right if it was. It it, it just flopped. That's all right. It's okay. It's uh, not the first you, time well, I how's your, How much new material you got, by the way? I got, you matter of fact, I'm, are you doing anything soon? At <laughs> uh, the end of the month, I think I'm doing one in Long Beach. At the, uh, in, uh, wow. Not Long Beach. Really? Um, in California. Yeah. End of the month. Wow. They're paying you? No, they're not paying oh. me. I'm oh, paying them. You paying them? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all have a great weekend, man. Peace. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.